Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, September 14th. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone out there. Hope you are having a great start to your week. Coming up on the show today, as we always do, we will talk what's trending in the travel industry, including some major airline news on a potential vaccine mandate uh, for U.S. travelers. What's your thoughts there? Love to hear from you, as always. But first, a message for Travel Advisor listeners out there. Don't miss the Destination Weddings, Honeymoons, and Romance Expo on September 22nd and September 23rd. Attend for an interactive live two-day event where you'll be able to chat one-on-one with representatives from exciting suppliers and destinations. You can visit their booths where you can download brochures, watch dynamic video content on their property or destination. You can also watch live presentations hosted by industry experts and enter to win great prizes. Register over at virtualtravelevents.com. And now joining me on the show today is Ryan Donchez of VIP Vacations. Welcome back to the show, Ryan. Thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. Always, man. Always a good time to talk travel with you. So Ryan and I are going to discuss our recent trips and share some key travel advice amid today's ever-changing landscape. He's a top travel advisor, aka the true influencers of travel. The real experts on everything travel are travel advisors. So I'm looking forward to his tips later on in the show. But first, as we do for every show in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with some air travel news as Dr. Fauci, yes, that Dr. Fauci is polarizing man in the world today. He made some comments on supporting a potential vaccine mandate for U.S. air travel passengers. His comments of supporting such a mandate echo a recent Gallup poll, though, that suggests several Americans actually do want vaccine mandates on planes, hotels, and restaurants. The U.S. Travel Association, though, came out quick on this, uh, pointing to the federal mask mandate in place and saying, quote, The science, including studies from the Harvard School of Public Health and the U.S. Department of Defense, overwhelmingly point to a safety of air travel as long as masks are worn. Such a policy would have an unfair negative impact on families with young children who are not yet eligible to get the vaccine. While U.S. travel does not endorse a national vaccine mandate, we continue to believe that vaccines are the fastest path back to normalcy for all, and we strongly encourage all who are eligible to get a vaccine immediately to protect themselves, their family, and their neighbors. So, Ryan, what are you hearing from your clients on vaccines and travel? How big of an impact do you think of such a vaccine mandate for planes would affect travel and and bookings? So, I mean, it's very clear that this is a very controversial, maybe not controversial, but polarizing topic, right? It's uh, maybe politically based, uh, but it could go really either way. We do have a couple destinations that we sell a lot of that are now requiring the vaccine. Um, One of the big islands being Turks and Caicos. and we had a couple weddings. We have a couple weddings coming up for October that were notified about a month ago that anybody going to the island would need the vaccine. I'm happy to say probably 80% of those guests are still traveling either because they were previously vaccinated or were gonna plan to get uh, fully vaccinated by the time of travel and have that, that all set. But with anything, there's people that are gonna be upset by this. And if you look at the general landscape of our country, as of this morning, of our country has, uh, you know, a half dose or their first dose of the vaccine and 64% are fully vaccinated. That just goes to show you that not everybody is going to be super happy if this does become a federal mandate for the flights. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a polarizing subject for sure. And one that everyone has an opinion on here. So I, I, I personally, you know, I don't think that a vaccine mandate for planes is the way to go. I think if you're going to do anything, you should just administer testing and and get that going beforehand if you're going to set stuff up. But the most people that are traveling by plane are vaccinated and they are, everyone has to wear a mask. So 
I think I agree hundred percent. If if you're not going to have, if you're not going to mandate vaccines, I do think it's definitely hypocritical that our government wants everybody to come to the United States with a, with a negative COVID test. If you're going to other countries, you need negative COVID tests, but if you're going to fly to Florida or Alabama, it doesn't matter. So, you know, while I, I don't necessarily agree that a national mandate to uh, for a vaccine to get on a flight is needed, I do think that they should have by now uh, went back and, and updated it. So people are testing negative prior to any flight just to make us all feel a little bit better. Right. Yeah. That would definitely ease the mind of a lot of people out there traveling. So it does seem that that would be the logical next step. It probably should have already happened, but I mean, we could, we said the same thing about the, the mask mandate, you know, like last year we thought that that would come and it took a while for that to actually go into place. So it, things take a long time in politics as, as we're uh, mm-hmm. continuing to learn every, every day um, here, but yeah, the vaccinated versus unvaccinated travelers kind of sort of shaping the view for things in the industry. Uh, new research from the MMGY's portrait of American travelers fall edition highlighted. Uh, they separated it out. They did the survey and they separated out vaccinated versus unvaccinated Americans uh, and how they're going to travel into the holiday season. Uh, no surprise here. They all, not all, but it's like 80% of vaccinated and then 81% of unvaccinated people they surveyed said that they plan to travel, but it's all in different ways. So, but you know, no matter how you feel on vaccines, if you fly, you must comply and you got to wear the face mask. So the TSA is actually cracking down and doubling fines for mask mandate violators. So make sure you wear that mask and tell your clients to wear that mask because you don't want a fine of uh, and you don't want to go to jail or anything like that. There's a lot of whole craziness happen on. on or airplanes. even worse, don't be uh, made fun of by the general public on social media. Be the the next big thing tomorrow because you're chewing on your mask and you're you know you're violating a flight attendant. Let's just follow the rules and let's have a good time. Right, it's not that hard on the plane. It, it really is. And I just did like an eight plus hour flight to Europe a couple weeks ago, and like yeah, it's not comfortable the entire time, but like. It, it's really not that bad. So go to sleep. You'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Or just watch a bunch of movies, which is what I did. I, I'm finding that um, when I travel on planes now, I like, it's harder for me to fall asleep. I don't, I don't know what that is. Maybe that might be because of the mask. I don't really know, but I, I love movies. So that's what I, that's what I do on all planes is, is watch a lot of movies. So um, off topic, do you remember what you watched on uh, any of those flights? Anything new that, that you uh, spend a couple hours on? Oh, uh, I did watch the new, well, I guess it's not that new. The bad boys movie. Uh, yep. Bad Boys for Life, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. I, I did finally watch that one. Um, and then I watch. I usually watch a lot of action um, movies. It, it keeps it, you know, entertaining. I guess on the plane. But, I think on a recent one, I watched that pickle film with. Uh, oh, with Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Yeah, was it good? Yeah, it was okay. It was all right. Yeah, I, I, I contemplated that as I scrolled through my <laughs> the the feed. So I, I do love that. Uh, hot really, tip, really, really silly. I'll make sure, that. yeah, really. make sure you download um, movies to your phone or like a device or something in case the screen malfunctions. Because I have had that, or you know, you might be on an older plane and I might not have a screen yeah. at all. So, uh, but anyway, elsewhere in the air travel news of what's been trending, the DOT uh, is investigating airlines that delayed refunds during the pandemic. Uh, the department said it had opened investigations into 20 different airlines after receiving a total of 30,000 complaints uh, that they filed to, prov- uh, that they, excuse me, 30,000 complaints that they failed to provide passengers prompt refunds. So Ryan, I'm sure this is getting, you're getting flashbacks to hear the word refund and stuff. So lots of advisors out there probably have nightmare stories from 2020 over refunds. Am I right? All I can say is just, you know, know who you're partnering with and know who you're going to recommend. First, if you're an advisor, know which airline you might want to push. And if you're a consumer and you're just booking your own trips, you know, be careful with who you book with. Uh, most of the U.S.-based airlines have been just fine in terms of quick refunds or alternative credits, um, specifically Delta Airlines. I, I had some an issue pop up for a client. They refunded on the spot, hit their account the next day. United, very good. 
something that surprised me recently, Frontier, while it might be uh, you know tough to get them on the phone with uh, their hold times, uh, they, they're taking care of people and, and they're doing the right thing. The ones you got to worry about is if you're, you're working with Air Canada um, and being seeing news over the last year, they obviously haven't been flying anywhere. It's been tough for Canadian citizens to leave their country, both in and out. Um, so Air Canada has been a bit of a nightmare. A personal uh, least favorite of mine has been Aero Mexico. Um, I can't tell you it's nearly impossible to get a refund, if, even if they cancel the flight three times themselves. So I would try to stick with the big names, stick with the U.S. companies, uh, the ones that are going to help take care of your clients and, and try to avoid maybe some of the ones like a spirit. I know spirit, you can probably see on Facebook, a lot of really negative things that are being popped up um, in terms of customer care. I know I have a ton of friends that, that you know, cho- chose that, that budget airline and are negatively being impacted by it. Yeah, I think a lot of companies have their their hits and misses and their their pros and cons to all of them out there. So it's all about, you know, your individual experience. And I think that's where working with an advisor who knows a bit more experience than, you know, the average consumer might, yeah, they can help you out in that regard there. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of people are going to remember the, the last year and a half here on which companies were, you know, helpful and which ones were not so great out there. And that's I think that's going to stick and, and go a long way with things. So. Um, stick with the U.S. That's all I'm going to say. Stick with your U.S. <laughs> airlines. Yeah, and domestic air travel is going to is is already rebounding a bit. We saw they had a good summer, and it's going to continue to rebound. Um, Boeing um, Boeing actually came out and said that they they're forecasting that uh, 2022 uh, will be um, the time where domestic air travel reaches uh, pre-pandemic levels, but international travel won't reach pre-pandemic levels until 2024, according to uh, Boeing. Uh, I, I did see a crazy study. Immunologists are now saying that we might be, you know, the aftermath of COVID, the, uh, how long we're going to be playing with this. might be until 2025 until uh, we stop thinking about this on a regular basis, just passing around the virus. So we're, we're, we're here to stay for a little bit. So be safe and, and know who you're working with. Yeah, that uh, hopefully not that that long of, of things. Hopefully they've got this under control a little bit as, in terms of, you know, what restrictions are still in place out there right. um, for a lot of destinations. And, and moving over to destination news, the CDC updated its level four very high risk uh, travel list. Popular places like St. Kitts and Nevis and uh, Belize were added to it. Several European countries are on that full list as well. You know, Europe's entry requirements keep changing. They changed like right after I got back. It was crazy timing on that. So I, I missed out. On, I didn't have to quarantine when I went to the Netherlands, but now that is a rule in place. So a country by country guide uh, to the latest European travel restrictions can be found up at travelpulse.com as we track those for you. So be able to, uh, if you're curious about some of those, you can you can just Google European travel restrictions, travel pulse, and it'll, it'll come up or Europe travel pulse it and uh it should come up there on the google for you but um yeah other destination stuff mandatory vaccine requirements are taking center stage in the caribbean um anguilla granada st bart's st kitts and nevis trinidad and tobago turks and caicos and the cayman islands have all implemented that travelers must be vaccinated to enter hawaii just introduced a new digital health pass for vaccination verification so that a lot vaccine is kind of stuff is still you know, the forefront for a lot of what destinations are focusing on. Um, we did have some some good reopening news, though, in the past week. Thailand plans to reopen key tourism destinations, including Bangkok, uh, in October. There will be no quarantine in place uh, to enter. So it's that's uh, starting October 1st. So that's some great news on the on the reopening front. Um which, which is great, but, you know, things are complicated all over the world. Various tourist destinations are handling the pandemic in different ways. So, Ryan, are, are, you, are there certain destinations you're seeing trending more than others these days? And also for future bookings, too, as we look to uh, 2022, which is not that far off. 
we continue to see a great, great push for Mexico, Jamaica, Dominican Republic, and it's no surprise why. You don't need a you don't need to do a whole lot of text uh, pretesting. At least that's for Mexico, Dominican Republic. Um, we're still recommending anybody that gets on a plane, please take a pretest. You know, just just rather than get stuck in a foreign country for upwards of two weeks, regardless if the hotel is going to hook you up or not um, with a quarantine stay, you know, pretest yourself. But Mexico is, is booming. Um, those destinations that you just mentioned that are requiring the mandatory vaccine, Grenada, St. Bart, St. Kitts, et cetera. Um, we have clients that are moving from those destinations to a Mexico, to a Jamaica, because they are not requiring any sort of vaccine, a mandatory vaccination. So the ones that aren't doing it are seem to be getting a, a little bit of extra business. The ones that make it easier for people to travel there are, are we're big supporters of. Um, one other thing to jump in on that level four advisory you mentioned, I don't know if you realize, but today uh, apparently one of our most uh, sought after destinations, Afghanistan is now on the level four, the same level as Jamaica, the same yeah. level as, as Mexico, all these. So it, it just continues to throw more and more confusion out to the general public, letting you know that these level four advisories, they, they, they don't mean much. They're, they're just there to probably sway you from traveling maybe, but to try to compare a lot of these destinations that are open, that are safe, that have protocols in place to a country that is going through inner civil war turmoil is utterly ridiculous. Um, and I hope that travelers don't fall for that level four advisory for most destinations. Now, I'm not saying get on a plane, let's go to Afghanistan tomorrow, but just so you know how confusing that that level four, what it actually means, we're not even sure. Yeah, you, you make a fantastic point there. That, that system, I think, needs to be reworked a little bit because obviously some places are, you know, true level four and others should be lower, but they, they want them at level four because there's a different risk. Like obviously the different risks are at play. And, and again, I, I harp this all the time. This is where working with a travel advisor is key because you know, might see Jamaica is on the level right. four and go, well, mm-hmm. I don't want to travel there. Let me go to Mexico instead, but I've always wanted to go to Jamaica, but let me talk to my travel advisor and they can help guide you in, in a lot of stuff because Jamaica is actually their uh, cor- uh, resilient corridors are, are very um, high vaccinated with all their tour. They're doing a big push into um, all their tourism workers to be vaccinated. So it's very low cases in those areas. And it's actually cases that are out in the community stuff that so if you just go want to go to a resort, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll be fine. You just stay on the, the resort. Past, you know, we used to recommend people take a look at it, take a look at the advisory, see what's going on. If there was an increased level of crime in Grand Cayman, then, you know, maybe we'll go from a two to a three. But now everything across the board is a level four advisory. So talk to someone who's in the know to try to get your, try to get the facts straight. Um, and don't be, and don't be swayed by, you know, the media blast because there's, there's a lot of, of hyperbole out there right now. Yeah. And from my side, you know, being on the media stuff, it, it's important for us to to note those stories of like, this is the alert, but it's also mm-hmm. important to that the reader understands that these are recommendations from the CDC right. and the U.S. Department of State. So, you know, do your research yourself as far as what is actually going on in that destination and why it warranted a level four. And if you don't want to do that, talk to your travel advisor because they're already doing it for you, you know, so... Um, yeah, that's, that's most of destination stuff we did. There was a report today that just dropped earlier this morning. Um, the world travel and tourism council is saying that the U S economy is facing a daily loss of nearly $198 million due to uh, travel restrictions. The economy could be losing up to $40 million every day alone, just from the loss of UK visitors. So it, I think it's time to open up the world. We have testing in place. A lot of people are vaccines, um, already double shotted up and some people getting booster shots now too. And those are going to be coming again this winter. So I, I think it's time that the U S should open up and the world really, really should, should open up. But 
uh, you know, we're at where we're at. So closing out on what is trending, we move over to hotel news. And uh, this was pretty interesting the last week. Bill Gates uh, has invested $2.2 billion in four season hotels and now owns a controlling stake in the hotel brand over like 77% of it. Uh, so, Brian, my question to you, a little fun stuff to close out on what's trending. If you had a billion dollars or even the 400 plus million from the current Powerball lottery right now, are you investing in the travel space? And if so, where? Besides your own company, because, you know, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> put, it, yeah put it back with us now. Um, I, have, I have two uh, differentiating thoughts here. First being Disney. Now, Disney World and, and Disneyland and, and all their products, um, they just had a terrible year. Um, they were closed for a substantial amount of time. They had to severely limit the amount of people that could come into their parks. Um, now they're gearing up for their 50th anniversary. So my gut feeling is telling me that the pent up demand, the people that had to reschedule their trip last year, plus an incoming 50th anniversary with new rides, you know, being released in the next year or two, um, I, I envision some big numbers there, but also if, if you pay attention to travel pulse, you'll probably have seen some articles that Disney now charges for a lot of extras. So I think they're going to be making some money back in the, in the near future. So that might be a pretty safe investment. Also, I think you mentioned this earlier, airlines in general, um, people are going to want to start flying places. They're going to want to get out the door and, and go see something, all that, all that missed t- travel time over the last year. The airlines are going to benefit from that. And I know for a while this earlier this summer, uh, air prices were sky high. I do think that recently they've come back down a little bit to earth and, and will be something a little bit more that we've seen uh, average. But I, I think people are just, the pent-up demand is there and people are just going to want to get out. So how are you going to get to Mexico? We're not driving right now. We're not taking a train, can't swim. So you got to fly there, right? So maybe we, maybe we invest in an airline together. All right, there, there you go. Yeah, so I'll be playing the lotto later tonight because yeah, that's <laughs> my retirement plan, right? Yeah, that's 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 what millennials do, isn't that what we? That what we <laughs> no, um, yeah, yeah. If I had a billion or the four hundred million, um, I I would probably Disney would yeah is is a good play there. I think uh, you because you only mentioned really the U.S. side of things and and globally, mm-hmm. there as soon as you know things can get back going and and opening up and no restrictions around, I think they're going to be a, a company that will. Uh, see see a lot of business and you know they they have raised prices uh but then then again uh prices are raising pretty much all over the space yeah of of everywhere Mm -hmm. even your local restaurants food stuff so i I, uh yeah i think disney was would be a good one um there for you but me personally obviously i would invest in travelpulse.com because we're we're great you know we do what we do so i'd put some investment in there and have a i got some fun ideas if you know we had, if I had endless amounts of income to uh, disperse into that and to let it grow and stuff. Uh, but also I, uh, outside of that, um, of the obvious of investing in my own workspace, um, I would, I would choose some all inclusive spaces there. I think those are, um, those have we've seen have done well. Obviously you mentioned Mexico, you're, you're seeing among your clients a lot. And, and we see that too, um, just to pay on what Mexico numbers are reporting out there. But yeah, I, I would lean towards, um, some all-inclusive spaces there too. I think those are going to continue to to do well too. And the crazy part about this, those those all-inclusives in Mexico and the Caribbean, they're doing so well and, and they're still operating at a, a limited capacity, whether it's right. 50, 60, 70%. Um, only hope it goes up in the, in the next couple of months and more travelers can get there. There's more occupancy available for your getaway so you can get somewhere nice. Um, I think that's a great idea too. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what um, 
capacity levels are raised to, if at all, um, as we get into kind of a busier season with the winter approaching not too far off from here. So that'll certainly be interesting. I know you and I had spoke uh, in like March and you guys were already seeing like great Q4 numbers. And then now we've had the Delta variant stuff. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this winter uh, plays out in terms of um, the popular uh, tourism destinations in the Caribbean and in that region and stuff too. But as we mentioned, you know, the vaccine stuff uh, plays a role in everything, but um, yeah, listeners out there, if you had a billion dollars, where are you investing your money? Podcast at travelpulse.com. Let me know. Love to hear from you. That pretty much wraps up what is trending in travel. Any additional thoughts, drop me an email and I'd love to hear from you folks out there. So now let's jump into um, some of Ryan's expert advice. He's the true expert out there, the travel advisor. So uh, the travel landscape is ever-changing, as we know. Uh, you just traveled to Mexico, me recently to Europe. So how was your experience in Mexico? Did anything feel different from your previous trips to the region? I loved it. I stayed at the Hilton Playa del Carmen. Um, it was my first time actually in the Playa del Carmen area. I've, I've been to Mexico countless times, but I've never actually stayed right on Fifth Avenue. So if for people that aren't familiar with Fifth Avenue, it was really, really cool because my hotel has this giant open air lobby. You can walk out and you are in the center of the action, all the bars, all the nightlife, anything you want to do is all right there within walking distance. So that was a major perk for that hotel. Um, in terms of what's different and what's the same, I mean, I think I, first off, I traveled for a work event. It was, it was a conference. It was a, uh, a young travel leaders event and everyone was just so happy to be there. I mean, for first, first and foremost, everyone was just thrilled to either see some friends that they haven't seen in a year plus make some new industry connects, um, whether it's a supplier, uh, a writer or an agent. Um, but first the energy was just, was, was fantastic. Um, the protocols are still in place at these all-inclusive hotels. Um, when you're in uh, an air-conditioned building, a, a closed building, they're going to re- they're going to request that you wear a mask and keep their staff safe. And if you know for some whatever reason you're carrying a virus, you're not you know you have a, a reduced risk of, of passing it along. But so the the health protocols are still there. There's hand sanitizer in every corner. There you can walk across the floor and you look behind you. There's someone mopping your steps. Like every everywhere you go, it's clean. It's it's very safe. Um, but the hospitality was still amazing. The staff was wonderful. The food that I go to Mexico for the food and the staff, food and staff, Mexican people have amazing service and the food was unreal. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. And I would say for someone that might be a little bit nervous about being in a, in a hotel or in a destination, something like the Hilton Playa del Carmen is great. Everything was open air. They have this beautiful lobby with tons of seating areas and, a wide, wide open area for, for you to see the beach, the pool area. Everything was spacious. Everyone was super spread out. And the pool had tons of tons of chairs, tons of cabanas. Nobody was on top of each other. That If you wanted that space, you were going to find it. Again, the capacity limitations at these hotels really, really are felt when you, when you are in destination. Um, I've been to Mexico twice this year. I'll be going to the West Coast of Mexico next month. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to my first time in Puerto Vallarta, but, uh, the things that, that made Mexico great still make it great. And the things that make me feel safe, make me feel safe. Definitely. Yeah. And I think with all inclusives, they kind of lend themselves a little bit to the social distancing stuff. So if that's something important to you or important to any of your clients out there that, you know, you know, keep that in mind that that's kind of how you have to think of travel and, and what your what you or your client wants is, 
you know, do they want the social distance stuff? Because there are places that lend themselves to be a bit better with social distance over in Europe when I when I was there. And you know, not a whole lot of social distancing really going on. I was on a river cruise. It was uh, reduced capacity. So, you know, you couldn't you could kind of space out a little bit, but not a ton. But which is why masks were uh, mandated on board there, except for when you're eating. Um, but as far as, you know, when we get out to excursions and stuff, we had a good time still walking around. You have to wear masks. You have to, you know, do different um, things in different countries for the different protocols and the entry forms and all that stuff. So it's it's a different landscape and a lot, lot still going on. But, you know, you can still have a good time traveling right now. It's still safe to travel right now. It's just all about your mindset going into it and, and how you feel your level of risk that you're willing to take because there's always a risk in any sort of travel. Um, and, and today is, you know, different. So how you feel and, and that sort of risk. Um, and I'll be on a cruise in two weeks. I'm going on my first Disney cruise okay. um, for, for a, a, an event and I'm going to take the necessary steps to make sure I'm safe going on board. They do require vaccines. If you're over, over the age of 12, I'm going to pre-test. I'm going to post test. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I'm not, you know, I'm not carrying anything, but then once I get on board, I'm going to have a great time. Yeah. You know, you, you said it, it's a level of risk. What, what, what do you, how, how do you, how do you evaluate it and what makes you feel safe? What doesn't. And when I was in Mexico and I wanted to go have a good time, I went and had a good time and it wasn't, it wasn't holding me back. It was my own personal choice. I went out to the bars and I, and I had an amazing time and it was great dancing. There was great energy. And, and that was my level of risk. Now somebody might be different. They might want something a little bit more low key. They might want to stay at the hotel the entire time. They might be, might want to be glued to their, their cruise cabin the entire time. And that's up to you, but I wouldn't let the fear of, of, of this uh, hold me back any longer because everywhere in, in the world is dealing with it. They have different protocols in place to make sure you are safe in the destination and, and have, you know, quarantine things in, in to, to back it up uh, if something goes wrong. So trust a good hotel partner, trust your advisor. They're not going to lead you to a company that's just going to strand you um, in, in a hotel uh, out in Puerto Rico or something. You know, trust trust an advisor that's going to get you a good partner for you and and then go have a great time. You know, we, we lost out on so many so many memories over the last year. It, it's, it's time to get back out there and, and take some new pictures. Definitely, definitely. So it, any additional advice for someone traveling soon? And, and do you think it varies? How does it vary for domestic versus international travel, aside from, you know, entry protocols, um, forms and stuff that you might have to do? I would say first, just be flexible, because these entry protocols, which, you know, will advise you what, you know, what country you need to be vaccinated for, what country needs a pretest, when do you need to upload your health form, all, all of these things are different country to country, sometimes city to city. Um, we'll advise you on that, but you have to be flexible and know that things could and will happen, but you have people on your side that are going to help you adjust it. So as long as you go into this, knowing that travel is a luxury, it's not a right. You know, we just went through an entire year where we were stuck in our homes, you know, in, in many cases for months at a time without seeing people, without going shopping or anything, you know, uh, getting back out there is a luxury. So, you know, have that mental fortitude that if something comes along, it doesn't totally ruin your day. Also, it, this is, this is a total obvious one, but get your travel insurance, um, for, for advisors out there. We make any person that books with our company that books with VIP, um, sign an authorization form where they're and one of the big questions on there, one of the main ones that we uh, keep an eye on, are you accepting? Are you declining insurance? If they accept it, we have a quote ready to be sent right out to them. 
Um, if they decline it, it's there in writing. They can't come back and, and argue anything. Um, the, the, our clients won't actually get their travel protocols and confirmation, final confirmations, unless we 100% have that form. And again, insurance is one of the big reasons why. As a traveler, I'm not going anywhere without insurance right now. Um, one, one thing that the Hilton Playa del Carmen and Playa Resorts did that was really neat when you got to, to check in, there's a $29 add-on that was um, for quarantine coverage for any medical coverage. Other hotel brands out there, Sands and Beaches, they give it to you for free, including your stay. Hard Rock Hotels, you got 14 free nights if you test positive in destination, 14 nights free in uh, as a quarantine stay, plus all your medical bills are covered. So partner with the right companies, get your insurance, go to the right hotels that are offering these type of amenities and backup plans for you. And, you know, maybe, maybe get vaccinated if you haven't yet. I know that that might be, again, a very polarizing thing to think about, but it, it's not super crazy to think that in the years to come that you need this vaccine to go just about anywhere. Um, Africa, you know, if I was trying to traveling to Africa, I did this about two years ago. I had to, I had to have some mandatory shots to, to get allowed to where, what I wanted to do. Um, I, I don't think it's that outlandish to think that most countries in the future are gonna, are gonna ask for this. Um, so you know, trust your, trust yourself, trust your doctor, whatever, you know, trust your gut. But if you're thinking about travel, there's a good chance that in the, in the year, two years to come, that this is a mandatory thing for, for, to, to, to move around this world. It certainly could be. We've already seen the, as we mentioned earlier in the show, we've already seen the Caribbean destinations making it a mandatory thing to, to enter right now um, for a number of islands out there. And it'd be interesting to see if more follow suit on that after they like kind of watch and learn is probably what they'll do. But yeah, I'm with you all the way. Um, travel insurance for sure. It was interesting. We, we ran a story the other week uh, from a, a travel advisor uh, writer of ours that said that a lot of her clients, like some people are still not doing that. And it's just, it was mind boggling to her, you know, hearing that and reading it is mind boggling to me that people would just not go ahead and jump on that, especially for an international trip. I can get domestic people, domestic trips where people would be like, no, I'm all right. You know, I got my own insurance, blah, 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 whatever. But if you're going to go international right now with everything going on, it just makes sense to, to just pay that extra just in case, because you don't want to be, you know, screwed out of anything in any situation. And as you said, you know, make sure you work with the right partners and stuff on all that front. So I think that's all great sound advice. Uh, on that. So lastly, I want to um, have you give a note to fellow travel advisors listening out here. What is your advice for our, our fellow travel advisor listeners out there as we head into the fall right now? I think now's a great time to start building those relationships, whether it's with your clients or with a key supplier or a business development manager. Um, I don't want to say we're necessarily in a lull between summer and winter, but as Kids go back to school, um, summer travels wrapping up. This, you know, not, historically is not the, the busiest booking season. Now, there's probably tons of advisors out there that are, that are closing things left and right. And a lot of the current travel landscape is immediate booking. So maybe something for next week, two weeks from now, there's a lot of last minute things. But if you find that time that you have a little bit extra time on your hands, maybe set up a call with a... Uh, your, your BDM rep that you haven't spoke to in a while for whatever your big resort chain partner is, whether it's sandals and beaches, or if you're trying to build your, your hard rock resorts, uh, portfolio up a little bit, give, you know, find out who your BDM is. How can you make their job easier? How can they make your job easier? Start really uh, fostering those relationships. And then in terms of the clients that you're working with, we found a lot of success 
setting up appointments, having the one-on-one conversations, whether it's a Zoom, um, a Zoom so you can get a face-to-face or a phone call appointment. Start developing those relationships, not everything over email. We found at least with group leaders, I, I do a lot of groups, I do a lot of destination weddings and I man, manage and monitor a lot of destination weddings. When we took the time ahead of time to work with the wedding couples, again, kind of like you and I, we're, we're going to have a half hour, an hour to chat with each other. It really builds that relationship and makes the entire process easier. So while you have that time on your hands, why not start fostering those relationships and, and keep the positive love going for the future when it does get a little bit busier and your response time might not be as readily available. Excellent advice. Yeah, I think that's sound stuff. Communication is key, especially today. So, you know, if you haven't talked to someone in a while, reach out and uh, connect up. And yeah, it's, it's a good time too. Everyone was kind of going through stuff in the summer, you know, chill times, relaxed times. You, it, we, So many people wanted that too after being locked down for so long. Uh, but now as we get into the fall and, and approach that, I think it's a, it's a great time to just kind of put that in the past and, and push forward. And how can you maximize your potential now and leading into a busier time, which is later on in the winter. Um, and as we get into the new year of 2022, which is crazy enough, not that far off. 2021 right is, corner, is flying by, one man. Quarter. One right? more quarter and we're there. It's nuts. So thank you, Ryan, for joining. I really appreciate it. Tell the folks where they can uh, reach out to you or follow you on social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'm getting with VIP Vacations. If you want to head to our website and check out what our team is all about, it's vacations with an S by VIP.com. My email address is Ryan at vacations, again with an S, by VIP.com. If you want to link up on Instagram, I love connecting with travelers and travel professionals. I'm Ryan's on the road, R-Y-A-N-S, on the road. I would love to chat anytime you need something. Just shoot me a note. Love it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it as always. Hey, talk to you soon. Thanks again to Ryan for joining and talking all things trending news and sharing such great advice there. If you'd like to be on the show, you know the email podcast at travelpulse.com. Drop me a line. Let me know what you're all about and maybe we can work you in uh, to the upcoming schedule, which is getting tight. So I hope you have a fantastic week out there, folks. And thanks for listening. 